Hello and welcome to the Amaze podcast, where we talk to businesses large and small, experts in subjects across the spectrum of business, entrepreneurialism, tech, innovation, investment and finance. I'm Jake Shaw, your host. If you'd like to learn more about Amaze, please go to www.amaze.com. Hello everyone. Well, 2020 was a pretty unique year with lockdowns which really affected business across the board, has changed the way we are working and will change everything we do from now on. Hopefully we will be coming out of lockdowns pretty soon, but the effect of COVID is going to be with us for a very long time. Whilst we were recording all of our podcasts last year, we asked many of our interviewees what they thought 2021 would look like. Let's first hear from Oliver Shaw, CEO of Calibrate. You know, what does 21 bring? Well, trying to understand exactly what's going to happen or how that timetable is going to work is difficult because until we understand some certainty about the end game or the exit strategy around COVID, it's a bit difficult really to predict what normality looks like. But I think there's some developing themes that you can start to think about how you're going to respond because we're in it, so we're going to have to deal with it. And so I'd pick out maybe three or four themes that, that I see floating around. The way in which lots of people work is going to change and that's going to change an awful lot of other things, right? So do you need two cars if you're working from home? How do you buy, right? You know, at the beginning of lockdown in March, there was a lot of things about people overspending and hoarding in supermarkets but what was really happening was that money that is normally spent on maybe a meal or two meals and a coffee out of the house when you're commuting was spent in supermarkets and if you looked at the way in which the spending moved you literally saw two billion go off the high street and go into supermarkets. Troy Norcross from SER team. The ones that support the transformation from globalization to hyper-localization kind of the, the big archetype trends and I don't know how long it's going to last, but I think it's going to last longer, especially as, as we continue to have second and third waves kind of come through. And I work for a lot of people in Hong Kong and they were all back in the office and now they've had a huge outbreak and they're all back in. And the CEO said this morning, you got to get used to it. We're not going to see each other for a while. So this is going to be a long time. So you get people in London saying, well, there's urban drain that's starting to happen. It's been proven now. I can indeed work remote. So why should I have to live in the rat race and pay horrendous prices? Why don't I move out to the country? And in the country, I can't sell to millions and millions of people at Tesco's or Sainsbury's or something like that. So I'm going to sell it to the local market, the local merchants, and I'm going to keep more of the margin. So hyper-localization, that means they need help. So people like Zero, who can do tiny small business accounting, or even into it, can do small business accounting. Really interesting. People who understand micro-advertising, not necessarily on Facebook, but it could be on Facebook, but how do I advertise in the village? How do I advertise to the people that are hyper-local? I really, as a catchment area, need a catchment area of 2,000 people. Mm. I don't need to reach all and sundry across the whole mm. planet. So businesses will need that. Tom Ball from Desk Lodge. COVID's like 10 years worth of change in one year. It hasn't reinvented the wheel so much as the trends that are already happening have just been accelerated. The idea of daily commuting to go to the same office every day to send emails is crazy. 
demand for commercial property for office space will go down overall. 96% of office space is traditional five-year, 10-year leases. And a lot of people are wondering why they've got a big office. I've met somebody who lived in Denmark, but then had business in London and in Scotland. So we don't need to do five days a week, nine to five. There's lots and lots of different rhythms. Yanni Vladimirova from NACU. And I think in general, 2021 will be a little bit more positive than 2020. <laughs> I think that, that's kind of a, I've seen companies and some of our partners are more open for collaboration internationally, which they support also entrepreneur, young entrepreneurs. And when you see this from big corporates, kind of how they, their mindset uh, shifted uh, during that time, it will bring more opportunities for early stage startups to kind of develop their businesses. So I think it will be, it just opened up different opportunities and gave us different perspective, how we can approach business, how we can approach our like everyday challenges, which I think it's a positive thing. John Attridge of Business Brokerage Exchange. It definitely will see an exit of people who are playing at businesses. So the ones that have just come along and not put proper structures down. So I think when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And it's the innovative people that are paired to be nimble and agile. They're the ones that are going to get through that. And if they're going to do something different to get a better result. Gone are the days when if you continue to do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. That has changed. I had a a Bulgarian manufacturer of, 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 of socks. So he had a sock making factory, uh, putting special heels and special toes into quality socks. And that's what he did pre COVID. And of course, for some reason, the sale of socks isn't a priority for people anymore. So he rejigged his uh, equipment and turned it into a hand sanitizer plant of some kind. He normally does 1.4 million a year in turnover. He'd done 3.75 million by the end of July. But what about investment? Sally Graham of Fern Equity. For me, the, the big spotlight, I don't know if this is the headline, but I think what um, I'm certainly seeing is a really big rethink about our working life and our behaviour around that. And I think there's big implications for working mums. I think, I think they've had a totally awful time uh, in 2020 in terms of having to pick up a lot of the slack in terms of childcare and, and just being sort of on demand and pulled from lots of areas and being easily dispensable in, in many businesses. So I, I think you've got a critical mass of those people. And I think we're going to start seeing hopefully more businesses set up by those women. And I, I think the good guys and clever, smart investors will get behind people like that. And that will demonstrate a sort of shift in actually let's really empower people. But I think, I think you know, the days of job for life gone, I think days of, I'll just, you know, go for a few interviews and have that job. And that's me sorted for the next seven to eight years. Not really. You're responsible for your own sort of wealth management. You are responsible for your lifestyle. If you have children, if you have family, if you, you know, you're going to want to have the flexibility. You're not going to be slave to going to an office every day. You're going to need more flexibility. So I think it's a really, really exciting time. I think it's going to be really hard. There's going to be shed loads of job losses and uncertainty. But I firmly believe, I mean, the whole kind of BC as a movement came out of the darkest recession. And I really believe in the power of that opportunity. But will 2021 bring opportunities for a more 
carbon-neutral world. Mike Berners-Lee of Small World Consulting. My business is getting phone calls all the time from companies who say we want to be at the lead of our industry. Increasingly, companies are spotting that there are customers out there who are yearning for brands that they can really trust and feel good about. This is taking off. It wasn't like this two years ago, and it is like that now. So people who are sort of wondering whether their customers care enough, the answer is, if you thought they didn't care two years ago, that is probably changed. Following COVID, and we've got Brexit coming up as well, to become a masters of that particular sector, would be quite awesome, would it not? Well, there's definitely first mover advantage or early mover advantage for sure. Zoltan Vass from London Tech Advocates. So I'm seeing, uh, and probably you as well, that more and more companies are closing their offices. Maybe, you know, like half of them, you know, like half of the offices will be closed. I recently read an article about Deloitte that they closed four offices in the UK, which means 500 employees will work permanently remotely. I rather see that there will be, let's say, hubs in smaller cities and towns. And let's say if you work 100% remotely, you will have the option to go into that hub instead of, let's say, traveling to London or into the city center. So I see that co-working spaces and different hubs, even hotels, uh, started offering hot desks. So I think it will be interesting to see how all this uh, office space will uh, transform into something else. Everything is just completely changing. And finally, back to Oliver Shaw for the last word on trends in 2021. At some point, we are going to come out of this malaise, which is caused by COVID. And I, I think the enormous positive that I would highlight to anybody is that between May and August... The US economy grew by 36%, right? So if you can be placed right with the right opportunity at the right time, you are going to or could benefit from an enormous growth surge um, that will come off the back of benefit from an enormous wave of opportunity that's going to come down the track there won't necessarily be that many people left competing for those opportunities at the time that that turnaround comes. And you've already seen this to some degree with the tech businesses that have been able to leverage the fact that we're working from home and remote working. Microsoft's revenue, Amazon, uh, Zoom is an incredible story. Those things will roll through. The final bit I'll talk about is, you know, people talk about the great reset. Some things won't come back, whether that's high street shops in city centres or whether that's, you know, a switch to EV or whether that the, the way in which we you know, spend our social time or whatever it happens to be. Some of those things will never go back. And the longer this goes on, the more likely it is that these things won't, won't return to, to normal. So the quicker that you can adjust in your own mind to that concept of new normal, in our case, you know, being able to price electricity on the forecourt and help people plan out um, EV charging networks is, is an example of that then that's where you've got to spend your time. There's no point spending your time trying to hold up legacy stuff that isn't going to carry on. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more podcasts like this, please go to www.amaze.com and don't forget to like and share this podcast. <laughs>